for coaches, by coaches, this is Soccer Chat with Nick Rizzo and Sean Sauterly. Brought to you by social media for high school athletes. What's up, everybody? This is Soccer Chat, your weekly soccer coaching podcast. Brought to you every single week by the good folks at Social Media for the High School Athletes. You can check them out online at HS Social Media on all social media platforms or their website, socialstudentathletes.com. This is a listener-supported podcast supported by people just like you who are listening to this episode right now. And the best way that you can do is rate and subscribe on wherever you get your podcast at whether it's itunes google play tune in radio stitcher radio iheart radio spotify wherever you're getting your podcast we want to know where you're getting it from and make sure to share out those links as well and make sure to give us a five-star rating and review he's nick i'm sean what a uh what a crazy kind of week um i have to apologize for soccer chat on wednesday night we've had like crazy storms the last two nights and we had power outage yesterday, and we actually probably about um, forty minutes before Nick and I recorded this had another power outage uh, in in our city. So it's I don't know what the weather's like where you're at, but it is crazy lightning and thunder and raining here. Not nearly as bad in Mammoth, Illinois, but we're I'm I, I'm sorry that that doesn't sound like any fun at all. It's it's not, especially when it's like bright, sunny, and super super hot during the day. And then as soon as it gets dark, it's just massive torrential downpour. Yeah, that's I've I've heard of better types of weather to deal with on a daily basis. <laughs> Lots of uh, cool stuff. You know, last week, what, did you get any reviews about uh, having your boy Pucci on? <laughs> just no, just like the ones I, I actually saw him the week after I came or the day after I came out at a at a showcase. We were out in uh, Burlington, Iowa, hanging out, and so now. He he's officially podcasted, according to him. He's 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 legit now. He feels he, feel, he feels a little bit more legit than he did before. Well, I guess he, I don't know. I guess you gave him my number or something, and he sent me a text message, and I was just like, I am a part of the Pucci clan now. <laughs> Dude, Pucci's the man. He's just such a good guy. God, I love him. I miss him. I'm I'm seeing him not tomorrow, but I have my alumni game in two days, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna go up and I'll be able to see him. Oh, you're playing. Oh, I, I'm going to play until I die. And I, I keep looking I, at well, what you said. I thought you meant like the Monmouth alumni game, but then I had no. to think it was like, oh no, the Loris game. No, the Loris game is this weekend and I'm pretty pumped about it. So we're going to need you to get somebody to f- get footage of this. Get footage of me playing. I'll see yes. if we can do it. I don't know if, uh, I, I feel like I, I'm better left a mystery of my, I, am I playing? I can, and we can talk about it a little bit more and like people have no reference point to how good or bad it actually is. So you want to keep it a mystery then? No, nah, I'll get Poochie to film some of it. There I'll be we like, go. Poochie, we need to get this for soccer chat. It's really important. <laughs> we, need, we need to see if the, the predictions are true. Um, <laughs> Your predictions. <laughs> well, I, you know, I just, I still, if you think about it, uh, and I was talking to somebody about this the other day, I mean, yes, you and I have done the show. This is, you know, 93 episodes we've done. It's now almost two years. Um, and we've still only been truly in each other's presence four times. Four times. Four times. Um, so, you know, that mystery, that 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 thought process, like I'm still trying to build up this thing of like, this guy is a, is a absolutely fantastic and amazing player. And I'm just, I'm I'm searching to seek that out. <laughs> I, I hope I can live up to it. I'll try to get Pucci to get some. 
some legit iPhone footage of of the alumni game for you. There we go. There we go. Uh, and as we said, you know, during the chat on Wednesday night, um, had a little bit of a of an outage, uh, but we we're still able to get uh, get get the questions up during a as somebody, as somebody mentioned the uh, new soccer chat intermission link time. Um, but a question that I really liked um, that wasn't submitted to soccer chat, but I saw it uh, and, and definitely want to make sure to get it on. Um, I want to make sure I get this name right because I absolutely love the username, but it's um, Bradley Schulter Schluter. I think it's Schluter S C H L U T E R. Yeah, that sounds right. Schluter. Um, and his Twitter name is at Schluterchris. That is an awesome dude. <laughs> I'm following him right now. I didn't realize that this was a thing. I missed the soccer chat yesterday. It is. S D H L U D A C R I S S. He seems like a person I would become best friends with. <laughs> Let's do a little uh, podcast Twitter stalking. Uh, he's from Dayton, Ohio, or lives in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, looks like a younger dude. Oh, you'd get along with him, dude. If you have if you have a username that has a ludicrous reference, I mean you've you've seen me rap ludicrous live in front of you with no backup music. But like, what if it's not a ludicrous reference though? I just thought dude, about that. There's no way that's not a ludicrous reference. I don't know. You this is all right. Here's your investigation assignment for the week. I want you to find this guy and and get the story so that I way just next follow week him, you can tell so us. If he follows me back, I'll message him. He, <laughs> he he doesn't allow me to message him right now because he does not follow me. But if he ends up following me back, I will message him to make sure that it is an exact ludicrous reference. Well, there you go. Well, he uh, put out a tweet that that I thought was interesting. I wanted to make sure to get uh, the people from Soccer Chat's opinion on it. But he said, uh, "How do you evaluate if a training session was?" quotations successful what are you measuring so when you you think of your sessions with your teams what defines them being successful it i think one of the main things i look for is do the players know exactly what we are trying to get out of that session because i don't know about you like one of the things i think that i've seen coaches struggle with in the past is players will leave a session and not know exactly what the purpose of the session was. And so I think if you can ask a player at the end of the session, hey, what were we trying to do today? And they can correctly answer that. I think that's a successful session. Yeah. For me, it's can I stay on topic the entire time? And if I stay on topic, then I know for a fact my players will as well. Yeah. No, and I, I think that's a very good one too. Yeah. And I think, I mean, there's obviously, I think it's a great question because I think there's, many different ways to define it um and so no that's it i mean it's i think there's probably i wish i need to go back and look at all the answers from that one but i'm sure there were some incredible answers we get great people on this all the week yeah i actually was talking with um john pranich today uh earlier and he was going on about um he goes back and, and looks every wednesday night because he has training during the twitter chat and he was like a majority of the answers that you got that are abnormal. And I was like, yeah. yeah, they're all smarter than Nick and I. Yeah, that's why we have them, so we can learn. <laughs> <laughs> very, very true. Um, something else on, on Twitter scape. I forget what it was. I mean, we can talk a little bit about I mean, if you don't catch it, like Women's World Cup roster was announced today. I did yeah, 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 yeah. I, I did see that. Um the one that uh, well, I mean, obviously, I mean Meg Rapino is my is my homie. She's your girl. Um 
but uh, I was really, really happy. Um, and I, I may be the only one, I don't know. Um, but for Ali Krieger too. Oh, Ali Krieger. Was- I, I think everyone's an Ali Krieger fan. Like, I mean, I shouldn't say everyone. I don't want to speak for everyone, but there's Twitter pages devoted to fandom of Ali Krieger. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, I again, don't operate any of them. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, like, I mean, it was a good call up from what I've seen. The lack of depth that we have at right back right now is really evident. And I think that she's a player that can come in and do it. Yeah. I was, I, I, I was surprised McCall wasn't uh, including the roster. Casey short um, was a good, I, I think she was a good one. Um, so I don't know. There's, there's a few that I was a little bit um, like I, now that I was overtly surprised, but like, I mean, I, I, this is another one. I don't want to cause controversy, but like Hinkle being left out, even though she hasn't been called up, like in the NWSL, she's been phenomenal. So I don't, I, that one's, I, I understand maybe why I shouldn't say I understand, but like I can see why she wasn't called up, but mm. I don't know. There's, there was some good ones. I, I mean, overall the rosters, I mean, it's, it's as good as you're going to get and, Jill Ellis has a lot more experience with all these players, so I'm not going to try to critique them because I don't show up at their practices and know anything about what they're doing. I um, Some of the players I know, some of them I don't know. I'm sitting here kind of going through the list now. I like how they introduced it on Twitter yeah, um, with good. all the names. Uh, I thought the names were pretty good. Rapino getting the uh, the wine glass emoji with hers. Um, I'm looking at the goalkeepers, and like I know Ashlyn Harris. I've seen Alyssa before. Um, but this other one, I saw, I forget who it was. I saw, I, maybe it was, uh, uh, David Copeland Smith, but somebody was tweeting about, uh, this Adriana French, um, yeah. and apparently got announced on the world cup team today. And at the same time got verified on Twitter. If yeah. that's what it takes to get verified on soccer Twitter, I'm about to start training again. Uh, Sean, I do not believe you're going to make our world cup roster. What if not, I don't what? mean I don't mean to kill that dream, but it's, what if some like freak accident happened, like rookie of the year style, or like you know uh, what was the the rookie where the guy just like no, goes was, out to the one hundred percent rookie of the year was but like I don't know if you can break your right arm and suddenly become a good goalkeeper. Well, I mean, I, what's an arm? You know, um, you would need to break like both your legs then, like and somehow get like super springs in them. Would you sacrifice that if you knew you'd play in the World Cup? If I, yeah, for sure. Break both my legs for a World Cup or not? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You? I'd, I'd, yeah, of course. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd be like, which one you want first? Yeah. <laughs> like I had a root canal today and that wasn't even that bad. So You had a root canal today? Yeah, literally this morning. And still played volleyball? Yeah, dude, I'm tough. And root canals really aren't that bad if we're being honest. I don't. I, there's this like super negative stigma about them and it didn't hurt at all. Mm. I, I mean, like I've, the I've only thing that hurts is like, so they shoot the Novocaine in you and like, they have to do one that's like shot into like the actual roof of your mouth and that kind of hurt, but nothing after that. Any, any, okay. Well, I hate needles first of all. And anytime where I've had to go to the dentist and get shots and they always do the one in the roof of your mouth and they do one in your gums. Those are like the, those are worse than any shot you get in your arm, leg, or butt. Like Correct. hands like down, that I'm, is the worst shot you'll ever get. Yeah. I'm sore right now in like those, the spots where they, they stuck the needle in for the Novocaine. I'm yeah. not sore anywhere else, else right now. Uh, just the thought of that right now is making my mouth hurt. And so I'm, we're going to move on from that. They, um, showed, they showed me the dead uh, nerves 
Like he's like, do you want to see it? And I was like, yeah, I want to see it. So he showed me the dead nerve they took up. Did uh, did they say it, it had to do with your um, new Jolly Rancher gimmick? Uh, like, habit? I imagine it was a combination of the Jolly Ranchers, the gum, and not adequately flossing or brushing my teeth enough. There you go. I mean, you're <laughs> you're you're a young cat. I mean, you're you're living life. Yeah, no, I'm okay. <laughs> Coaches, I'll tell you who's, you I'll tell you who's okay. Way to bring your our players closer sweet. together yeah, on and off the field. Do you want a surefire awesome. way to give back to the game and serve your community? My name is Sean Danhauser, and I'm a top soccer coach. The outreach program for soccer, or Top Soccer, is a wonderful program that brings student volunteers and coaches together with children with special needs to learn new skills, build valuable socialization skills, enhance physical fitness, and have fun together through the beautiful game of soccer. It's inclusion on an athletic field, and this is where we need help from coaches like you. There is likely a program near you that is in need of coaches and volunteers that are willing to donate some of their time to share their love of the game with others in need. The time commitment is minimal, usually only one hour a week, but the rewards last a lifetime. Please consider getting your team involved in a top soccer program today. To learn more and to find a local program, visit the top soccer pages of either the U.S. Youth Soccer or your local state association's website. Every week we get excited about our, our new guests that we are introducing to everyone and, and just building this massive network and community of coaches. And, you know, sometimes Nick and I both know the coach. Sometimes Nick knows the coach. Sometimes I know the coach. Uh, but the thing is that Nick has been hyping this one up for about a, a month and a half. So, Nick, I'm going to actually let you do the introduction because uh, I know how excited you are for, for our guests this week. Yeah, no, I, I was I was telling Laura earlier that she can't disappoint now because I've been I've been pumping her up pretty good to you. Um, but yeah, no, I actually met Laura last year at UW, UW camp that you don't get invited to. Um, hashtag but I did get invited to, but I've never gotten the formal invite. <laughs> you got you got invited on the sh- you got the invite on the show. Um, that but, camp is dead to me. <laughs> just Marissa, just Marissa. Um, but no, how are things going, Laura? It's been good. I'm here in cloudy england i'm sure you're not surprised about that no i mean I, I imagine that's like the natural state of things over there right now yes it's great soccer weather at all times there's no advantage with the sun to anyone 
<laughs> we actually in Chicago right now, we have snow. Like I'm not in Chicago, but like near like three hours north of us, there's a ton of snow right now. See, I would take the I would take clouds over snow. Yeah, no, I think that's a safe bet that most people would would probably take. But you said you were you were out watching people exercise this morning. Yeah, so the London Marathon was today, um, which was really exhausting uh, just to watch. Um, <laughs> no, I had some friends. I had some friends that were in it, and so I went down there, and we ended up at mile nineteen, which I've never run a marathon. I've never been to a marathon, but we. I realized while I was there that that is one of the dark miles there was a lot of people that looked like they were going to cry there was a lot of people that just didn't look very happy so so it was good though I'd only ever I've only ever run one marathon in my life and I the furthest I'd ever run before it was like 14 miles so mile 19 was like the same thing for me it was like my body was like yeah you've never done this before and it was a bad idea it was a terrible idea yeah, I, I'm not. I don't have any more motivation to run a marathon after watching that. But it was it was great to support my friends. So. Yeah, isn't That's it awesome fun. though that every time Nick talks, you get to see him running a I know. Uh, triathlon. That is that was that's quite interesting actually. But you no. look you look very athletic in the picture. Uh- I appreciate it, you know. I mean, you saw me play soccer this summer, so you know that's not 100% true, but. Um, <laughs> uh, no, is Nick on. Rizzo the best center midfielder you've ever seen play? I'm you Now I'm getting crap for this from people because everyone's like, you tell Sean you're the best center midfielder. I was like, no, I've never said this. And now I get crap from people. I was recruiting on Friday. I get crap from people because you have now said that I've said that I was the best center midfielder of all time, which I've never said or even close to that. I'm going to prove you were the it, best. Though. You were the best male center midfielder at camp when we played. Hey, there All we right. go. So, Sean, with, with that, um, I was the only male playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but he was. <laughs> but no, how's that, how's everything been over there though? I like you got you got just back from training a little bit, right? With um uh, with uh, going to Jamaica and stuff like that. Where were you guys at? Uh yeah, so we were in South Africa. We played, we had training camp and we played a game. In South Africa, that was the beginning of. I'm getting my months mixed up. Yeah, the beginning of April. So I was there for a week or eight days. Gotcha. How'd so, that go? It was good. I mean, um, South Africa are also one of the only. Te- the, this is their first time qualifying for the World Cup, so it was like their last game before they they go to the World Cup, and so it was actually pretty cool. Like in the stadium, there was I think thirty thousand people. Oh wow! Um, yeah, so that was pretty intimidating. Seeing like standing on the field while the national anthem was being played and like thirty thousand South Africans are singing it. That, so. That's nuts. Um, but I mean, before yeah. we even get to that, one of the things I forgot to do because I was just shooting the crap with you in the beginning of the interview. We always talk about like in order to know where you're from. Let's get to kind of how you got to this point where you're playing with um Jamaica in South Africa and things like that so give us a little bit of your background like where you're from where you've been coaching where you've been playing how you got to where you are today cool yeah um so obviously I'm originally from England from London England I grew up here and was here through high school and then got the opportunity um to play you know get a scholarship and, and come to the U.S. when I was 18 um so at the time I was playing for Watford Ladies which they're not anymore, but at the time they were in the the first division, the Premier League at the time, they uh, they called it the Premier League. So playing in the Premier League, got scouted to go and play soccer in the US. And I went to Syracuse University for two years, played there for two years. 
And then I transferred actually and went to Iona College, which is like a small private school, uh, Division One private school outside of New York City in New Rochelle, New York. So played, you know, played there for two years. And after my senior season, I just decided that I wasn't really done with soccer. I, I really only planned to come out to the U.S. to to play for four years and then come back to England and go to medical school or, or do something of that sort. So after playing four seasons, I just had this real obsession and had kind of got onto coaching a little bit. We had a coaching change my senior season and the new coach that came in kind of asked me as one of the seniors and one of the players that had played a lot to help her out with the team in the spring. So that was really my first experience coaching and just helped out a little bit, helped her with the goalkeepers and decided in the spring that I was interested in coaching a, a little bit more. And so I ended up sending out hundreds and hundreds of emails, I think at this point, just figuring out if I could be a grad assistant somewhere. And, you know, I, let's just keep in mind that I'm from London. I then came out to the US and yeah, Syracuse is kind of in the middle of nowhere, but Iona College is right outside New York. And the one opportunity I got for a, a full scholarship was at the University of Idaho. And there's not many people, I can't name many people that have been to Idaho, but it's definitely not London. It's definitely not New York. Um, but it gave me a really good experience to to get really involved in coaching because at the time they had a head coach and they had a first assistant they didn't have a second assistant and they didn't have you know grad assistant anything like that so me coming in as a 22 year old I was already jumping into a second uh, second assistant role so ended up being at Idaho for four years went through a coaching change there as well so uh, where my my head coach that I worked under for three years, Derek Pittman, he came in and, you know, did really great things with the program, ended up going from one of the worst teams in Division One to the most improved team in Division One. So that was a really cool experience to be a part of and ended up being regular season champions my last two years there, which were 2015-2016. Um, and at one point, I think we were like two years unbeaten at home in, uh, in I think, out of conference and in conference. So, again, really cool experience to, to see a, a program be turned around. And thankfully got the opportunity once I was done with my master's at that point. And I'd started another master's and then ended up starting a PhD, but got the opportunity to coach full time at uh, Florida Atlantic University under Patrick Baker, who's still there. Um, again, another major shift went from freezing cold winters, uh, yeah, country town life, not really much going on other, other than the university to Boca Raton, Florida, you know, really affluent area in so Southern Florida, hot all the time. You know, if it rains, it rains for about 10 minutes and then it's even hotter. Um, so again, another culture shift, but got to come down to, to South Florida and, you know, coach with someone that has been in the game for a very, very long time. I think this year was his 30th season. So again, just got to work under another really experienced coach. And first year we did pretty good, got to the semifinals of 
um, the Conference USA tournament. And then, um, but then the second year I was there, we actually went and we were regular season champions. So that was a third regular season championship. Um, and again, just really good experience. Uh, I think we were co-regular season champions with North Texas who had in the past just absolutely run it. So that was, again, a great turnaround season. And, you know, I had all, for all intents and purposes, I had no, no, you know, dreams of moving on from Florida. I really loved it, but got the opportunity to work for another really experienced, really good and well-respected coach in the field. And that's uh, Mark Francis. So this is very recent, but in February, I accepted the position to work as the assistant coach um, at the University of Kansas. So. I've, I mean, it, it happened in February, but I've, I was there for a week and then I had to kind of do everything with the whole Jamaican national team, leave America, wait for my visa. And two months later, finally, my visa has been accepted and I can go back in about a week's time. But hey. yeah, I know most stressful situation, but thank goodness. Now I can, now I can go back to America, come back to the, you know, to everything that, kind of really excited about working with Mark and working with his team and, you know, big 12, big step up, but really excited. So that's, that's, awesome. that's, that's modern day, not including the playing part. I can, no. I can go into that. <laughs> no. How many goals did you score when you were a U9 player? Oh, you know, obviously like 200. <laughs> We did have, I don't even remember what it was anymore, but we did have one person that we interviewed go back to like UA playing days. Like when we oh, asked God. them like for their history. Do you, who I are, had listened and I was like, okay, I, I, I need to to make sure I'm not going over the top, but I'll go into a little bit of detail. No. Yeah. Like a, anyone who does it in like five to seven minutes is like, that's like the perfect amount of time to tell your story. Like five, seven minutes normally gets it all out. You, you crushed it. We were, we were like right at like five and a half minutes. Yeah, but if you're a yeah. baller and you got to talk about it for 20 minutes about how much of a baller you are, like I'm fine with that too. Yeah, no, we have, even at, yeah. even at the U9 level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because yeah. some of that is interesting when people can be like, I can remember being a U9 and uh, you're playing against this one team and I scored five goals and you know, I remember like how happy my parents were. Like I'm I'm cool with that. I was thinking Let's about this the other day now, Sean. Now with uh, Laura on the show, I think that our of our soccer chat interviews we have a women's team that could compete incredibly well, like across all levels. Like we have, we have some ballers compete. compete. We will crush everyone. (laughs) Our women's team. Now that's actually the cool thing too, is before we had just like the soccer chat 11 and we had just like a first team. And then I guess we had kind of the, the second team, but now we can, we've actually had enough that we can have a men's team and a women's team. And I will take our soccer chat women's team Head on against anyone in the world. I'm calling you out right now. Everybody <laughs> in the world is listening to this show. You get your 11 girls or ladies. I, I don't want Tiffany to get mad at me. <laughs> but you get your 11 women. I got my 11 women that are my friends that coach soccer because my wife will be like, 11 women? We will get our 11 women from the soccer chat uh, community. And we're taking on all comers. And we're not losing a game. I've heard some of the guests you've had on the show, and I think I agree with you. Yeah. Minus, minus, minus Marissa, obviously. Hopefully yeah. Yeah. 
Marissa is I'm I'm done with Marissa. Marissa, I don't, you know, I, don't, I don't know if she's in the starting eleven anymore. It's uh she had she had a good making the game day roster, to be honest. I think she could coach. Marissa could coach. Ooh, no, I don't want her near me. I don't want her near I'll invite her like over the phone, but then I'm not gonna actually tell her where to go to. <laughs> no formal invite, just like you yeah, no, the no formal invite. No formal invite, and I'm gonna mess up all of her pillows. <laughs> uh. But yeah, no. So like when I like what did you kind of said that you got into coaching just because your coach immediately after your season, like asked you to help in the spring. Was it ever something that you thought about when you were a player that you wanted to do? Um, Not really. I, I mean, in England, um, coaching isn't I mean, it's more for the elite just because the grassroots level is a lot different than it is in the U.S. Like you know, I've worked at the club level and I know a lot of people who do a really good job at the club level in the U S and you can make a good living at it. You can live off of that. And, you know, you eat, breathe, breathe and sleep, uh, club soccer and U nine soccer. But in England, you know, up until I was 14, you know, maybe 12 or 13, I was being coached by dads and that was like the, one of the higher levels. Um, and then when I finally went to the academy level, that's when I, I actually started getting the quality coaches. But, you know, there, there's, there, there's not really that many opportunities and it's not really that well paid either. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I didn't I didn't really I didn't really think about it too much. When I came to the U.S., I saw there was more of an opportunity, um, obviously getting the scholarship for my undergrad degree and then knowing that I could do that for my graduate degree. It made sense to me at the time. I was a little bit undecided on what I wanted to do in my career. And the fact that I could go on and do graduate school and kind of still keep some other avenues open, but then also get more into the coaching side of things, that was that just intrigued me. So but yeah, not until not until probably my junior year in college, because I, I used to go to ODP Region One camp and just um volunteer. And that's why I met a lot of coaches that I still know, know, know today. As a college player, I would just go in the summers and help out and just hand out pennies and that kind of thing. And um, so I knew, I knew probably in my junior year in college that I wanted to try and get a GA and get into coaching. Yeah, no, I, and, I, and I think a lot of coaches, I feel like, have this. I, I, we probably only interviewed maybe, I don't know, a half dozen that have actually known when they were a player that they wanted to be a coach. Like I think it's mm-hmm. I think it's very rare that someone wants that until they get out of school and it's kind of like artificially thrown on them. Yeah, no, exactly. That was kind of my pathway, but you know, I'm I'm glad that pathway and it kind of helped me just focus on on the game as a player when I was a player and then just take all of that experience and passion into coaching afterwards. So yeah, and then for you, like, like how, how was your journey over here? For, like, how'd you get seen to become a player in the United States? Um, so there's still teams that do this, but uh, I think when I was maybe 16, 17, we played a couple American teams from Long Island, like Albertson Fury came over and played a couple times. And so they that kind of exposure and those teams coming over – gave us the idea that there was something going on in the U.S. Because to be honest, I mean, now it's a lot better. But back in 2009, when I was going into my freshman year, really nothing was known about the U.S. and the fact that you could get your education paid for. And so I just happened to be at training and me and two other 
friends who were my age and and uh ended, ended up going out to the states we were just playing and training and the coach showed up he, he's from england and he was kind of visiting family but you know doing i'm sure he was getting his uh his trip paid for because he was you know recruiting at the same time but he ended up at our training session and came up to us after the game and was just like we were juniors at the time was just like hey you know really interested in you coming over to the u.s here's my card give me a call and then when that happened it just opened up a lot of doorways you know researching into universities i think i ended up getting seen by two coaches out in england that had just come over to see me play and then i sent out emails to schools that i was potentially interested in because of location I, at the time i was just looking on the east coast because i didn't really want to go any further than that um and yeah just then you know just sent out one of those long emails that coaches get from international players and got quite a few hits on it and then ended up um just going with the one that gave me the most love to be honest came over to england came to my house for a home visit that kind of thing that's awesome and then how was it when you first got over like was it what what were your expectations and kind of how did it go like how did they meet it like what were you feeling when you got here well yeah like I said I, I didn't know anything to be honest like not until I showed up on campus for preseason did I know that the season lasted three months there was two games a week you know in England and in Europe we're very used to the whole one game a week model you have a game on Sunday or Saturday, if it goes poorly, you at least have one day just to like mull it over. But then just the speed of everything was crazy. Like, and then you start wondering why all your teammates are so crazy about it. And the seniors like, this is our last season. And it, to be honest, like I, I'm pretty picky nowadays when it comes to international players, because I know how difficult the transition can be just, um, because of just the playing season itself. I mean, the game is a lot different. Um, it's a lot faster, a little bit less technical. I mean, although it's catching up, but you know, it doesn't, I think I had a hard time transitioning because at the time I was more of a technical player and, you know, a lot of, of onus was by a lot of emphasis was put on to fitness and like speed and that kind of thing. And not that I didn't have those things, but in England, that wasn't really something that we focused on. Although when you look at the, the men's game now, that's something that is is focused on a lot, you know, speed and athleticism. But back in the day, you know, we, we were just above it. We thought we were above everything, you know, the English game kind of thing. Um, but it took a little bit of time. I, I, I don't think that I really acclimatized until my junior year. Um, but then I had a, a really good junior and a really good senior year. So eventually it worked out, but it took me a little bit of time to get into it. Definitely. And then for you after that, like, and so getting kind of into your coaching career a little bit, what was that first year like being a, a coach? Yeah. I, I mean, it was definitely an eye opener. I remember the first day of preseason when I was a coach and looking back to when I was a player, we could nap between between sessions and then all of a sudden I'm like in the office doing things um so that the days I didn't think that anybody worked harder than me as a player during preseason and during the season and then when you become a coach you realize that players don't work nearly as hard as, as coaches really um but it was definitely eye-opening like we at Idaho at the time we they had come off of a really good season but they graduated 10 seniors and so 
they were had a little bit of an uphill battle literally like there was cows on the next field um like the the field itself were only separated by a fence you know there was no locker rooms like permanent locker rooms at the field um the field later on we found out had like a six foot drop so it was just it was a kind of a lower mid-major school and so it was great for me to get into that as a young coach because there were so many things that we had to do ourselves um the 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 athletics department was kind of small didn't have a lot of help in you know the social media department and you know marketing department and everything like that so we had to just build everything outside of soccer and then and then you know obviously coach on the field too and interestingly enough I I was actually the goalkeeper coach uh, my first season which I wasn't a goalkeeper and so that was that was uh that was fun times and the goalkeepers loved me but we I'm not sure what the quality of our sessions were like <laughs> no I, I hate to break this up I I totally am a horrible host but while we've been while you guys have been talking I've I'm putting together the actual soccer chat women's team that's what I've been oh sitting here doing <laughs> uh on on my on my phone and we have a lot we have way too many goalkeepers um, we do have a shocking amount of female goalkeepers we've got i've currently got four on the roster and that's not good Ooh, uh so somebody's good and and here's where so if, if everybody goes back in time they'll see who all we found in the show i'm giving Haley carter the nod to be on the roster because carly lloyd cannot score on her that's true so okay. i think he automatically gets a spot as one of the three goalkeepers that I want to have on the roster, just because Carly Lloyd, if Carly Lloyd can't score on you, you have to be on the team. Yeah. You got a good omen there. No, at least a practice player. We, we, we appreciate you, Haley. Yeah. So, Hey, Hey, and she brings the, she brings the fun to the training sessions and the, and the work ethic from, uh, from, from the military background. So, so I'm now, this is hard now. Like, and I truly do think like looking at this team, uh, they're, they're going to destroy somebody. Oh, we we have a baller group of women that we it, again. It's going to be a tough eleven to pick. I'm sorry, I, we have five goalkeepers. Two have to go. <laughs> what are we going to do? Oh my goodness! I during the uh, during the the actual um, outro of the show, we'll, we'll give away who, uh, who our team could be. But I think definitely if we did the soccer chat women's team versus the men's, the women's team's going to win. Oh, they would crush us. I don't know if we do very well in that game. I, you know what, Nick, you can take the men's. I'll take the women's side. I, and I, I don't want him. I want to switch. I want to no, because you're going to get Patrick McGinnis. And uh, I don't want to deal with him, man. That's your buddy, man. So you, you take the men's team. You pick. You pick a team of eighteen for the men's. I'll take my team of eighteen for the women's, and we will find some way to make this game happen. Dude, you would sell a lot of tickets too. Oh, I think people would actually come out to it if we did it. I think they would. You need to do it at like a recruiting event or something because that next would be year, next year at convention. We'll do it next year at convention. Oh man! <laughs> Wait, it's in Baltimore next year. It'll be way too cold for me. Dude, we'll find yeah. make it work. At least it's uh, not Chicago. That's sure. Well, is it like two more years? It's in LA or something. I mean, that's perfect weather. That's good training time right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, okay. For the so, men, I mean, the women don't need to train, but yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So, Nick, you've got to put the the men's eighteen together, and then uh, I'll put my eighteen together. And on a future episode, we will release our teams that uh, we need to try to play. Uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna get in so much trouble because I feel like the women will be like understanding of like, 
like you got to put like Jenny in the roster. You got to like, I feel like they're going to be able to see like Shannon and be like, okay, I can see why this is person's in there. I feel like the men are going to come after me. It's like the first person <laughs> I don't include. They're going to be like, why is he over me on the right wing? I'd be like, dude, I don't, I've never seen you play. But I'm- you will be much nicer about it than I would be. So <laughs> that's why you're getting the men's side. Plus I want Patrick and uh, Nathan to have to deal with you. I God, I don't want to deal with them, but we, we can make this happen. Well, you don't have to put them on your team. You just have to deal with the, uh, the, they, I mean, their parents might call you. I, they, they would have, have parents that would call me. They would have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I, you know, just to kind of hop in and, and actually like do the role of, of co-host instead of trying <laughs> to put this imaginary um, fantasy soccer lineup together. Um, you know, what is the, the mindset of, you know, we've had people on who, played at a high level and then got into coaching, but we haven't had anybody on who's coaching and still playing at a high level. And, and mm-hmm. anybody who's, who's definitely doing what you're doing at the international level is much higher than anything Nick and I will ever uh, get, get compared to, unless we're playing like FIFA on the Xbox. Or something. <laughs> but, <laughs> but how is it for you, especially like you talked about going through the, the visa, uh, issues mm-hmm. trying to get your visa cleared and all that on top of, you know, getting ready to, to coach at Kansas and all of a sudden, Oh, I got to go report for national team duty. And I'm dealing yeah. with all this crap from the U S government. Like how, what is your mindset? Like, I mean, now it's great that it's all over with on the visa side and you can just relax and like focus yeah. on playing, but you know, kind of take us through those last few weeks or, or months, you know, however long that process yeah. has been about how you can, how you can just transition from, all right, I'm coaching my team. All right. Now I got to go over to England uh, or I've got to go to South Africa and, and train and play. And then, Oh, well now I got to go back to England and I got to wait till I can go over to America. I want to work with this group. Like just what is that mindset and that transition like for someone in that situation? Yeah. I mean, so the whole national team thing came around initially, like probably over 18 months ago, um, just because living in Florida, um, Hugh Menzies, who's the head coach, of the Jamaican national team and, and, uh, you know, works at FKK in Orlando. Um, you know, we just got to talking and, and found out that I was, you know, part Jamaican asked me whether I, whether I could still play. And obviously like any ex player says, they, they say yes. Um, and so the whole, like getting into the national team thing that, that took a while. So in prepare, I, I had time to prepare my mind on actually like the potential of actually playing. Now it just took so long because I mean, if you've ever heard the term Island time, like that is the most truth I have ever, <laughs> like the, the, the Jamaican embassy in Miami is open from nine to noon. Mm-hmm. So like, if you want to go to try and get your passport and your citizenship figured out, like you have to make sure you go in a three hour time slot a day that they are open, which is, which is crazy. But, um, so basically they, they qualified for the world cup in October of 2018. And I wasn't in the squad at the time. He had been trying to get me in, uh, to at least come to a training camp, that kind of thing. But we just, we couldn't get any progress on my passport. Like my passport was lost at some point and in with the, with the mail and with the Jamaican national team. So for 18 months, essentially, I had been like working out or trying to get myself back into shape, um, which was tough. But and I'm still working on it as, as I kind of go into. But um, it, it it kind of all really worked out well because the the visa that I was on when I was at FAU was running out in February. And so 
before that I couldn't leave the country because if I left I, I wouldn't be able to come back in I didn't have a new visa um well what happened was I got the job at Kansas and you know they said we'll sponsor your visa we'll, we'll kind of go through all of that process and it worked out just in time for them to say okay we're, we've got all your paperwork together if you want to leave the country you can leave and then once it gets accepted like fingers crossed crossed it gets accepted then you'll be able to come back in so it was just perfect timing they had a camp in february in jamaica and so i had i had actually moved all my stuff to kansas in the midst of trying to like work out you know everything drove to kansas moved everything there spent a week couldn't coach or anything because i didn't have a visa just kind of watching training like anybody could and then went off to the the national team camp and you know we had two games that camp we played against chile and i played it i played and started in the first one it was just like pretty surreal experience um to start with but then from there i, I went back to england and my hopes was that i it was only going to be like three or four weeks that i was going to be back in england and my visa was going to get accepted but we had to go through some ad administrative issues and whatever and it ended up taking you know two two and a half months and it was an annoying process but at the same time like i've literally been home since march and i've gone to south africa in the meantime but i've you know i i don't have a, a day job at you know at the moment because obviously my day job is in kansas so i've just been spending time just getting fit and just trying to get in the best shape i can to be a contender because um at this point the the world cup squad for jamaica hasn't yet been chosen we have one more camp in in uh in jamaica in may and then the final squad of 23 will be chosen from 30 that are going to be at the camp so um you know it, it it was a little bit stressful waiting on the visa and that kind of thing but it definitely gave me time to to take my own advice as a coach and literally any word I've ever said about fitness and it's come back to haunt me and just every day I wake up and I'm like, well, I said this to this player, you know, one year, I need to make sure that I'm doing that. So, um, and I, I had some in injury issues from the, the camp in March too, because, you know, my body is just ancient compared to some of these young kids playing on the national team and um, just been tending to those issues. But, yeah, I mean, I will say that it is a very unique experience going from coaching to playing again, like more than I thought. Do you do you uh, find yourself like in training or maybe something that the, the coach is doing that you're like, oh, I need to write this down because I could take this back to Kansas with me? Um, I, I have to say we, we've that. We've had people who like they, oh, I remembered everything that I learned from their national level. Like I wrote it down at the time knowing – I would use it later, but now you're like, you're involved in coaching and playing at the same time. So do you find yourself, whether it's in a session or, Ooh, I like this drill. And like, as soon as you can, like you get to somewhere with a pencil and a pad and you just write it down, or maybe you're asking the coach more questions. Like, Hey, like, here's what I've seen when I'm coaching, you know, how is it that you're relaying this message? So do you find yourself kind of being that like player, but also still a coach at the same time? Um, I, I don't know about writing. I don't know about writing down sessions, but I definitely find myself thinking like a coach in the training sessions. Like, okay, the coach is making us do this. What do they want out of the session? And it, it's actually really like in training specifically. It's actually really helpful because I feel like I'm I'm a bit of a, a step ahead, just like mentally, like not technically or 
physically, but just knowing what the coach wants and um, it, it, it just becomes really helpful to have that coach's brain in training. I think there's times where it does, it has hindered me that I am a coach um, because I literally, there's, they're, they're college age athletes, like, you know, and even high schoolers on this team. And I've literally like been coaching them during training. Sometimes I'm like, oh, wait, like I'm technically competing against you. But I think being a coach gives you that brain of, yes, you want to be competitive. Yes, you want to be the person that, that gets that spot and gets that position. But it truly does help you to focus on other people sometimes to get your mind off, you know, whether you're tired or um, just like taking it too seriously. And I don't want to say, I don't want to, I don't say that, that, you know, it's not serious. Of course, it's really serious, but it helps your mind. It helps my mind relax a little bit when I'm focusing on the team and the, the training as a whole. When in, in your time of, of playing, um, you know, was there ever a moment and I know Nick normally asks this, so I'm going to steal this question. Was there a moment while as a player, you thought to yourself, like, Hey, this is what I want to do. Or even uh, was there a moment when you began coaching that you thought to yourself, like, okay, like I can do this as a coach. Yeah. Um, I think I, I've had that moment quite a few times, but I, I, I get it as a coach. I get it, you know, daily or weekly, like when you run a good session or whatever, like you just give yourself a little bit more confidence as you, as you go through the process. And the same thing, as a player too, like, I think at first I was really, really scared of everything, but being a coach, I kind of was able to rationalize everything in my brain. Like, okay, you know, you literally are around the game every single day. You, you think about soccer, you know, every single day you watch video more than most of these, these players have. And, and then when you start playing again, you then realize, okay, like it really is partly physical and then a lot of it is like the mental and, and the understanding part of the game so I've had those it's, it's actually quite humbling to go through that experience again as I did more as a young coach but now as a player like just reassuring yourself you know you can you can do this and when, you, or go ahead Nick no no and, and like with, with what you're doing now do you do you see this as something that you want to do forever Coaching or playing? Coaching. I mean, I yeah, wish. I was about to say, the playing is not going to happen forever. Um, <laughs> no, the coaching, the coaching, definitely. Um, you know, I enjoy it. There's so many parts, parts to the game. Um, the international level is definitely different. Like, and I've and I've now seen that firsthand. Um, just like the players that are coming in on on the national team. There's there's girls from Italy um, that, that are playing in Italy. That are playing in um, Holland and Hungary, uh, uh, college players are playing in the U.S. and it, it's it's kind of a interesting scenario. Like you bring all these players together who all play different ways. Like the you know Italy versus even crazy things like marking up in the box. Like in Italy, they don't believe in man marking in the box, which is something that in the U.S. I think is coached across the board, but then you have to bring this group together and just be like, well, you're all really good players. Hopefully you can work things out um, through a, a couple training sessions, you know, because you can't kill, you can't kill us in the training sessions because 
you know, people have come from different environments. You don't really know where the player A has come from versus player B. So you, you really can't go overboard on the training. Um, we don't really go overboard on, on too much video either. So I, I don't envy the national team players and what they have to do because it's, it's, in my opinion, it's really tough. It has helped me appreciate the college game a lot more, you know, having access to the players every every single day, being able to create and build your game model over months and months and months um, in the spring season, even in the fall season, and just thinking about your game plan and your game model over the summer when you don't even have players around. But when you're on the, at the national team level, it's like, okay, well, this player is really good at long balls and this player is really good at heading and this player is really good at 1v1s. How can we mesh all of this together to create the best team we can? And Jamaica has an absolutely phenomenal forward um, who plays at, who just finished playing at Tennessee. And it's like, okay, how can we get all of these really talented players together to essentially feed her the ball and, and, and help us win? And again, as a coach, my coach brain in the playing situation, just thinking, okay, how can I bring in this player you know how can I bring this player's strengths in whereas I think as a as a player you don't think of those things really you think you know how can I play the best and I think to some extent obviously that's really good helps you play well but you know as long as you can rein yourself in as a coach when you're actually playing a game because I have found myself like getting absolutely lost in games because I'm thinking about how to coach each player on the field and the game's just going by me um, it it becomes helpful in in just playing better. And so for me, coaching is something that's pretty much ingrained in me now, even as a, I, I dare say, international player. I, well, it's funny. I, my, I actually, when I was in college, I was really fortunate to coach a high school team. And my mom always commented about this, how I became a significantly better player after I started coaching just because – it forces you like to see other positions and what they're doing. And so if you know what everything should be doing, and like you said, you kind of look at every session through the lens of a coach and it, mm-hmm. it kind of just changes your perspective. And that didn't make me the best center midfielder of all time though, Sean, it, it just made me slightly mm-hmm. better than I was before. Um, hey, if I had the guys that you played around, I'd say I was the best center midfielder too. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, I was the best. I was the best uh, person that helped them out. Um, but yeah, no, like for you, like kind of the thing, one of the things that we've liked to talk about recently on the show, like what are things about the game right now that you're really passionate about or coaching? Um, I mean, so I, I just finished my, my doctorate in December in sports psychology and yo so we yeah. had dr laura jackson on the show i didn't we did not know that we had a doctor I well i am totally that. adding that title to the uh, to the name my research oh, has gotten bad sean that's that's a fail on my part wow oh, well yeah so that happened but i feel just, bad again. and i am sorry that we disrespected you by just referring to you as laura dr yeah, jackson no, dr. No, no, jackson, no. we are we are oh. thoroughly sorry no, because my when my wife gets hers, as soon as my wife gets hers, I'm calling her Dr. Sauterling all the time. Man, I, I thought that was going to be like fun. And then people literally come up to me like, doctor. And I'm like, you can't say that in public because what if some medical emergency happens and they just look to me? I'm like, no, that's not the type of doctor. I could analyze you, but I will not be able to restart your heart. No, I will not be able to. But... um. But yeah, that happened, and that. But again, that that was something like 
to me and this is going to sound really bad but like to me it's not like a massive deal and the only reason I say that is because as an international in the first place like the the main way that I stayed in the country was as a grad assistant coach I was I was a grad assistant coach technically at Idaho for five years but I did my quote-unquote internship at FAU and then I I took my OPT which is like a one-year um, temporary visa as my second year at FAU but I was like in school that whole time and the one thing that I looked at um, as a you know in my dissertation was the sports psychology side of things and I think a lot of people in in my opinion just in the research get hung up on and not hung up because it's obviously really important but on the the athletes themselves but my real interest was in the coaches and what type of environment the coaches are creating in training and how that affects the athletes themselves. So like that has been one of the things I've been passionate about probably within the last year of coaching is, you know, how am I, how am I communicating to my players? And it sounds like silly because it's obvious, but when you really get into it, it's like, okay, how do my players react to me? Like, am I praising them too much? You know, am I inconsistent? And and as a coach, if you just really look at yourself, like you're the person that's controlling training. And we've all been in those situations where you have, you can run the same session twice and one time it goes really, really well. And one time it goes terribly. And you think, you know, you can easily go into blaming the, the players, you know, they weren't that you know they're not you know motivated or whatever it is in, in one of the sessions and in the other one they were but the first thing you can do before you get into them is just like analyze yourself and how you are explaining it how you're setting it up the task are you making it competitive that kind of thing so as a coach one of the things I'm just interested in is what I'm specifically doing to help set the environment so as an assistant coach a lot of the time that's me reacting to the head coach, you know, or if I'm running the session, um, how I'm doing that. And it just, I think that's one thing that I'm really passionate about. I think apart from that, being back in England has definitely spurred my love for like Pep and like how he, how he lays out his, his game models and his game plans. You know, I've got really into reading a lot of his books and his philosophies and on tactical periodization. And if you haven't, read anything into that I I definitely recommend um reading into tactical periodization because it's like the next level of coaching and and it really in my opinion it works for the college game just in terms of like setting a model and then trying to make that happen through training sessions and making things just really purposeful so no that and that's cool like when like with everything like what's like life like over in England right now with kind of a transition that's really happened since Pap has got there, since some of the other foreign coaches have gotten there. Like what's kind of the impact been on the game over there? Um, I think like specifically England, when I grew up, England was literally the place of like the boot up the field. Like one of my qualities as a player is I, I have quite a good long ball and that came from the like – the mentality of the English game back in the day, which is like, okay, bang it up the field and like run after it or like play it off to number nine. And then number 10 just like runs after it. And so are you going to play in the outside back position for me? I can, if you want or, me to. Or in the midfield, Sean, you need to get her. In well, the I understand that. But if she can play a long ball, I mean, cause your, your team's not going to run Nick. 
You gotta, I, I'm, I'm, honestly, I'm analyzing my team right now, and it's over. I'm, to- I'm, doing, I'm totally doing this right now. I'm going <laughs> my positions now. As soon as she mentioned that, I was like, okay, how can we add this into, uh, into our team tactics? Wherever you need me, coach. <laughs> oh, that's a great – she's got to be a star. That's just the mentality you need right there. Well, I was just thinking that, you know, she can play the long ball. I was thinking, this is just my, and I'm not giving away my tactics or anything, but I'm envisioning her receiving the ball on the outside of the 18 from her goalkeeper on the the save and just pinging one down the line to Jenny Williams. And Jenny just goes down and just absolutely hits a banger. And then the entire women's team does some type of like awesome dance celebration that Jenny taught everybody. If that's how easy it's going to be, then definitely. If I just have to play a long ball from the 18 and then just like run into the celebration, I'm all in for that. All right. You're, you're, would you prefer the left or the right side? Uh, definitely the right side. Okay. Definitely we are making it happen right now. Yes. Doctor, right back. <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. All right, I've got my my number two ready, and my uh, especially if we play, oh if I play Ginny on the left, and Laura can just hit that diagonal ball on the oh, oh. my goodness, Nick, diagonal you are not day. stopping us. You are not diagonal. stopping us. We're we're loading the back line with just height. Where that's all we're gonna do. You better hope that Bushy is ready to like literally play the field himself as well for ninety right. minutes. Dude, he's got the meat and potatoes. <laughs> I'm I'm legit like mapping this out and I'm getting ready to like make like a diagram of like the field and who's going to go where. I have so many. Like a good coaching I don't like that we did this because I'm going to have so many offended people coming at me. Well, see, like I said, you will be a lot nicer about it to those guys than I will. I would be. So I'm just trying to prevent cooler heads and allow myself to be on the women's side because it's more relaxing for me. And I can just, I can just put this team together that I've already got my captain. I've got a defender. Or I've, we'll see, I've got three defenders now. No, yeah, three defenders. And I've got my striker. Uh, now i just got to put some other pieces to, together. And, I mean, we're going to run roughshod over this. We need to make this game happen. I'm, I'm putting a cry out on Twitter. We need to make this game happen. Make Whether it's a charity game or something, we need to make this game happen. <laughs> and, oh, oh, and Ellis Riley's getting involved. So, Nick, there's another one for you. Oh, I'm, I, like, I'm secretly sending there. Nick, like, reminders of who he would have on his team. Oh. Nick is now Nick is now not going to invite any more good female players to the podcast. Oh, it's it's, it's oh no, hey, it don't matter. The group that we've already had on, I'm we're golden. <laughs> we're golden. The one we have coming on next week too. Oh yeah, kind of like you're. It's kind of a cheat at this point. Oh my goodness, we can't oh, we can't yeah. give that one away. But we got a baller coming on the podcast next week too. Now, now he's really thinking. Now, now you put him into a head spin. Honestly, our <laughs> team is just a lot. Like, honestly, Bushy is like my only saving grace at this point. I can tell you, you better this. Get, you, better, you better get like inviting some pros or something. I yeah, we don't have a lot of those on the men's side. With with we, you got a lot to think that they are male than male pros on the show. You got a lot to think that they are male pros. Oh, <laughs> oh, we have a lot of we have a lot of Sunday Sunday heroes on our team for sure. You know, look, judging this team and what I think we could do, if I don't play myself, if my team doesn't play me into the opportunity to coach at the national level, there is something wrong with the national game. <laughs> oh, man. I need to, like, we need to record that and like put that out there. Hey, <laughs> it's out there. It is out there. It's in this, this team, we are going to play ourselves onto some like uni- United Nations team. Yeah. Because like, we've got everybody from various places. And we're just going to create our own like 
world peace team, and we were taking on everybody. I don't like this at all. I don't like this at all. Hey, but you know what, Nick? Your team can drink a lot of beer, though. Oh, we have a lot of out-of-shape people that would be on our team that can guzzle down a few beverages, but that's that's the main thing we have going for us right now. That's the main part of your downfall of this game. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and you know, too, Nick, I think what makes it interesting is, you know, you coach on the women's side, I coach on the men's side. So it's only right that we flip flop for this amazing soccer chat event game. I, I, again, I'm, I'm, ob- I'm objecting to this. I'm going to follow through because I'm a competitor, but I'm objecting. I'm doing this under protest. Um, <laughs> what? Hey, going under protest. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you, I'm doing it under protest. But um, no, let's get back to the doctor, dude. We're going off a rant too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, but, she's gonna be a focal. She's a focal point of my team. She is. I mean, she should be. I've seen her play. I played pickup with her this summer. So we, we I, you got a good one. Um, a lot better than the ones I have. Um, on the the twenty by twenty field that we played on, yeah. With, with like with like like ten like ten by ten long grass, <laughs> like that grass was yeah. so long. Yeah, that was fun. I we need to we need to get back. You need to make sure Marissa gets you back so we can play those pickup games again this summer. I'm gonna don't worry. I'm, I'm gonna message that girl. Oh, we need a peer fresh. We need to get that same crew back. That was a good crew. It was. It was like having shot. Yeah, because we we it was like having shot A just as a target. She didn't move much, but if you got to her feet, she was she was falling. <laughs> if you're an accurate passer. You're in, you're in the game. <laughs> but yeah, no, like, so what's up next for you? Like, what's, where are you most looking forward to going in this season with Kansas? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just another really good, you know, really good experience. Being at Idaho, you know, definitely going into Idaho, turning that program around was definitely one of the most fun things that I've ever been a part of, just because, um, you know, we've, we've won four games. Um, with you know when Derek Pittman came in as the head coach our first season we won four games and the season after that we went to 14 uh, 14 wins so it was definitely a really really fun thing to be a part of FAU was was more put together when at the point that I entered you know only being there for two years and in the second year you know obviously it wasn't all me but um, you know because obviously Patrick Baker had been there building that program up so he was kind of at the same point I was at Idaho when he got to FAU and, you know, he was building, building up a, a good team in a, in a bit more challenging conference. The interesting thing with Kansas is last year they were ranked number 20. And that's, an, that's a part of the soccer world that I have not been a part of before. You know, I think when being at FAU, we were ranked at the end of last season, like in the 60s, we were in the 50s for some of it. So that was actually my first time talking about, you know, at-large bid conversations in all in all the years that, that I'd coached and this year it's now like the new the newer experiences okay if you do really well you know out of conference which you're kind of expected to as a power five school um you know if you get some good results in conference in the big 12 now the conversation is okay like we're already in the NCAA tournament you know how are we going to plan regardless of whether you win the conference or not I think you know, obviously you can't just go sleeping the whole season, but just as far as the, the facilities they have, um, like, like I said, I was really happy at FAU, but then went out to Kansas for the interview and just obviously met Mark and what he's all about. And it is crazy. Like the difference, the difference in facilities and 
just even staff members, you know, having a director of ops and having um, a volunteer assistant coach that, you know, has 20, 30, 40 years of coaching experience. Like, it's definitely a different world. And I, I think as, as a, the coaching part of me is really excited to just really get into the, the nitpicky thing. Um, the, the type of stuff that you get at the higher levels where, you know, it's not just about fitness now. Like you're not, if you, if you make your team fit, that's not going to jump you five places in the conference. You know, the, the big 12 asks a lot more than that. Um, it's going to ask, you know, more, a little bit more of perfection. So how can you get that team every single day at training? How can you get your team to where it's improving because you just have to like when you're playing against Baylor's when you're playing against TCU's and you know all these these big schools it's it's really going to ask a lot of you so I, I'm excited about that part of it that's gonna be awesome and again I like I'm jealous that like you get to go and experience that and I'm sure when you get there they're probably gonna it was well you get back there in a week you said or yeah I'm back there in a week so I'm back there in a week for like three days before I go hopefully to to the world cup but um yeah back there in a week and then in i'll be there for all of july perfect well we're we're going to be rooting for you to get in the world's cup squad because how many how many women's world cup players will we have at this point then sean uh three 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 so we we'd have three women's world cup players if you get so we need dr jackson on the roster so jamaica we're going to be tweeting at you a lot <laughs> for real for real i legit oh, starting no. tonight i'm tweeting them every day <laughs> and because I, nick I, will never tweet the rock like he should <laughs> i'm we're going to tweet the jamaican national team so oh, i man. i i talk a big game but i would never actually do it sean 100 percent will tweet at the jamaican national team for you he has oh, no. No, no shame no limitations to not what, at all hopefully that's a pit all all that all nice things yes. oh no. yeah yeah not no. like, hey, if you don't put her on the roster, I'm gonna fly down there myself and put her on the roster for y'all. <laughs> like, I mean, it ain't gonna yeah, be like I don't that know or nothing. Like that. that that'll only be if they don't put you on the team. But like, we're 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 pretty confident that they're gonna get you on there. Uh, can I also say before we close, um, I'm doing some Facebook messaging right now, and I might have just scored up another ringer for the women's side. I don't uh, like that you're doing this right now. I get to pick the next few guests. Why? Well, I, I I well, I mean, you know. I, this is, this is, I'm, I'm liking this so far. <laughs> I, the only thing I dibs on beast mode to train my players individually. I saw, yeah, I saw your tweet. Yes. Yeah. You have access to all those dudes. Yeah. And so Our now is very solid. Our playing is very solid. <laughs> <laughs> only, only if uh, David bleach or bleaches his hair blonde and has the old English spiky hair. I, that he's been posting about lately. We, we can I, we can make that part of the contract negotiation. <laughs> and you get Stan so I, Anderson as your goalkeeper coach. I, I already claimed that one. Yeah, I got. I, I said, like you have no reason to comp- to complain about I, any of this. Our coaching is not my issue. Our, <laughs> the our playing. <laughs> yeah, the, the whole part about you know when I said that you didn't worry about fitness, like you guys need to probably worry about that part. That is the main thing. Like again, Sean, we have a lot of coaches that i'm pretty happy that are in my corner but like <laughs> there's not a lot of players that i'm super confident in right now you're telling me right now you don't think nathan kogut could go out there and just absolutely beast up for you guys i have never seen nathan kogut play but neither have i <laughs> and i don't think anybody has <laughs> i don't even know if he's ever played soccer i think i think he just like snuck into the coaching world i feel like uh 
Let's see who would be your most confident player. That would yet you would think like oh like they talk a big game without knowing what they actually play like. Mm, trying to think. And, and keep in mind, you were a guest, so like you can play. I know I'm the coach though. But you can also play. You can be a player coach. Um, player coach. I don't know if I want that. I don't know if I want this. Um, all I know is Bushy is going to have to stand on his head this game. So you got some quality defenders though. Yeah, that are all old. <laughs> so you act our, like the you act like the women's team is full of like players just out of college. Team. I feel like the average age of our women's team is like probably like 30 at the max. And our average age of our men's team is probably like 42. No, there's some young, there's younger cats. Spencer Sandow, fresh out of college and is a great player. I'm yeah. I mean, like we're, I'm just going to pick all the young guys like Ian Sarakan. I'm sure he can still ball. Yeah. yeah, You got him too. I know. I, I, I'm, I've been, I'm going to, I'm going to analyze this all tonight. So I can't can't wait. Dude, I'm gonna get so much crap. I don't <laughs> like when I announce this because you're gonna make me make a team. I don't like that. I'm gonna get messages from people asking why they didn't make. It. Look, when Patrick McGinnis and Nathan Kogut's parents start emailing you or calling you because you didn't put them on their team, just do what you would do normally and be like, "Look, did you watch training? Did you see the tryouts? No." So, like, I all I know is I'm saying it right now. If you message me about think not being on the team, I'm screenshotting it and putting it on Twitter. So I, I think you should. I think you should because how many people approached us at Chicago saying, "How come I wasn't in the, sh- the start soccer chat starting 11? If I'm, you do that, we're putting you on blast. I'm screenshotting those text messages and I'm putting them out there. Everyone's gonna know. I'm um, calling. You got John Friedel too. John dude, can still go. Dude, we're we're just old. We're old. I'm not. I'm not. And I, I feel like you're going to sneak attack some some just players that are, we're not ready to handle in the next few weeks with our show. No, I I, I just asked for one, and uh, I, I got a date confirmed. So uh, they will be on it before we release this team. Um, and so it's you know it's just, it's it's it is what it is. When this game happens, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> Even if the game only happens like virtually in our minds. Um, but I, I feel like now we have to do like a draft episode where like we have the people come on the show, like as we pick them on the team. <laughs> I think, I think that you need to, and you, you, I, you definitely could make it happen. Like the convention or something. I or yes. like a version of it, a, a version of it. You yes. Know, we'll, like, we'll take one of the, the session fields. And then like, if only half of the team can show up, then cool. Just play 66. Yes, Exactly. Exactly. So we may have to take one of the. Uh, I feel like if I feel like we know enough people out, like within you, hey, give us the like session fields for like an hour and just let us play like two 20 minute halves and just like put on a show for everybody. I, I think I think it would be a great show. I think it would be an awesome show, and I think <laughs> a lot of people would actually go to it. Yeah, no, we have we have we have, we have some solid we have some solid supporters. That's for sure. And the like the 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 post game social afterwards, you know that would be a hit. Like that's what soccer chat's all about. Exactly. <laughs> so yes, and now that we 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 we've come to determine and, and thanks to Laura, we are going to do it to where I think we should just have a draft and we have the person on when we uh when we announce their names. And you know, when 
with soccer chat, like we're trying to get this big networking community and you're going to have to know your future teammates for, uh, you know, not just when you make the, the national team for the world cup, cause we will let them know, but your future <laughs> soccer chat, uh, teammates and, and potential fans, uh, who participate in our chat on Wednesday nights. If one of them wants to get in contact with you, maybe ask you a question about coaching or, or just like your mindset as a player that they could pass on to their own players. How can people do so? Um, well, I think that the best, point right now is probably social media like I'm on Twitter and I'm on Instagram I'd say those are probably the two best and I check those at most times so what's your handle on those oh man this is where it gets bad I think uh Instagram's like Laura underscore Jackson eight underscore I was because I bet there are like four million Laura Jacksons exactly yeah I think but it's Laura underscore Jackson eight underscore and then Twitter is like Laura underscore Jackson eight. So that's the two easy. That's easy. They're very similar. <laughs> well, we will have those in the show info. When you guys download the podcast, you can just click on Laura's name and we will have the, uh, the, the link to both those platforms. Laura, thank you so much for coming on for taking a, a little bit of your time. Uh, Cause you know, like you mentioned over there, it's, it's a lot later than it is here. Uh, and we yeah. want to wish you the best of luck, you know, on your way coming back. But also when you get into that world cup roster, Girl, we listen. Like, yes, we are cheering for the U.S., but we will be going crazy uh, for Jamaica. And I will probably find a Jamaica jersey, get your name and number on it, uh, and go absolutely bonkers and just root them on. Now, Jamaica, if you're listening, you don't put her on the team. We at Soccer Chat are not rooting for you. No, hard against. <laughs> not 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 rooting for the reggae girls. That's <laughs> that's their nickname. It's a great yes, nickname. Yes, yes, yes. And, and yeah, and if you want the reggae girls to truly like be what's up, you got to put Dr. Jackson on the team. If yes. you don't, you're, I, I'm, if you okay, don't, I'm okay we're done. if they put me on. I'm okay if you like push them over the fence into taking me. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, they make the announcements of like the team roster. Like we only accepted Dr. Jackson because these two idiots from the station <laughs> wouldn't stop tweeting us. And then Nick oh, would come out no. and be like, actually, it was just one idiot. And I would be like, yes, that was me. That was this guy. <laughs> oh. What a great way to make the national team. But yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Lord, thank you so much for coming on. It was an absolute blast talking to you. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to uh, to this game in in uh, January, so do I'll you, be there. Do you, do, you, do you have any like last words, like trash talk you want to send out to Nick and, and the men's side? I mean, not really. Like, I just don't really think they have a shot. So. <laughs> oh, oh, the thing goes bling, bling, bling. That's going to be my new thing now is I'm going to have like all these like little things where we're all just going to talk trash about this game. <laughs> to where it's going to get to the point that somebody's going to be like, all right, I'm making this game happen. I'm going to host it. We're going to have gonna, it here. It's going to be like sponsored by like Power Rage or something. <laughs> Team Torex. Torex, I know y'all listen. Oh, Aaron. I, did, I forgot about Aaron. Okay, so yes, uh, yes, we're, <laughs> we're going to have this game now. Absolutely going to have this game. I, I, I like the way you introduce our guests every week because you you we do bring you awesome new guests every single week, and Laura is definitely one of them. I mean – we're we're just trying to build the best women's 11 team that we can off the soccer chat group. And if we get another World Cup player in, in a month, I mean, you're welcome, Sean, for another World Cup player <laughs> on your team going into this this 
fake game that we have going on. Well, I, you know, at the time we record this, I had to live tweet my ideas about this. And since then, you know, Nick and I have texted and not to take away from our interview from Laura, but this whole like soccer chat 11 thing on the men's and women's side. And it's, yes, it's this made up game that we're talking about, but the people who are involved do not want this to be a makeup game. They want this to be a legit thing that happens. <laughs> like, I don't know what the talk's been like on, on the guy side, but all the women that we found the show that have an interest have all reached out and be like, this is happening, right? Like we're actually going to do this. <laughs> See, I, I think the guys are less enthusiastic because they know they're going to lose. Um, oh, come on. Where you are the leader of that group. Oh, no. I mean, like, don't worry. I'm going to bring a squad. Like, we, I'm ready. But right now on the women's team, like, just I can like, the, the team that you get to bring up has professional players in every capacity. Like, think about how many professional women's players we have on your team right now. You don't even know who my team is. I could pick it off the top of my head or a few of them. And if you leave the few that I'm thinking about out, like, I, I think you're an idiot. Well, how about this? For the 100th episode um, to celebrate, we will release our Soccer Chat 11 for the men's team and the women's team. I just know I'm going to get yelled at so much. No. Remember, if they if somebody sends something to you, what are you going to do? I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to screenshot it and I'm going to put it on Twitter. Yeah. Like <laughs> if you're going to get this if you're going to get upset about a fantasy team that you're going to text Nick like he's putting you on blast. Side so, note, Poochie's totally in my squad. You know, don't tell me anybody. I'm just telling you one. It was the most recent one. You're okay. I think the one that I'm most concerned about on your team is I want to know if you're going to put yourself in the team. I'm not putting myself in the team. I'm going to coach. Okay. I mean, maybe maybe after I, I Poochie sends you the video from this week, you'll you'll be like, maybe you need to put yourself in the squad. <laughs> or you're going to say like, hey, dude, probably a better idea to like not include yourself in this team. Well, knowing some of the guys that could possibly make it, I, I don't know how you could do any worse. Yeah, no. There's 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 a few that aren't great options. There's a few that aren't even going into consideration. I can uh, I can I can guess two of those names. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Laura was super cool. I, I was glad that you reached out to her uh, to to get her on the show. I was I was happy to to get to chat with her. Well, uh, we we talk about this all the time. There's people that you get, like, and I obviously met Laura through a camp that you just you see at a camp that not, that should not be spoken of. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm joking. The University of Wisconsin is going to hate me. I feel like they're going to hate me even more than what they already. You're going to get blackballed by. Even more than what they already do now, they're going to be like. First of all, we hate Sean Sutherland. Now he's like blacklisted. He's never able to step foot on campus. Now I won't be able to like mess up Marissa's pillows. I'll do it for you. Thank you. Um, But yeah, no, like Laura was just one of those people that immediately, as soon as I met, I just like. Instantly was like, I'm going to, I'm going to force you to be my friend. Like you're, you're just, you're going to have to be my friend. <laughs> and they, they, I feel they, like some people, some people go to court when that phrase is used. Yeah, no, I mean, probably, but thank God she wasn't one of those people. Um, but no, Laura's Laura, again, just, she's a fun person to be around an incredible person to talk to and knows the game. And it's it like, it just, it really was just, like one of those people that I instantly wanted to like 
pick her brain about pretty much everything because you could tell she gets it. Yeah, and I super smart. Um, I I like the the potential uh, Doctor Jackson coach. Like I think that that would be so funny. Um, coach Jackson. What? Um, but yeah, I I like the I like the story too. I like all these 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 guests that are motivated like yeah you know what i'm gonna go play for my for my national team like i'm gonna go give it a shot and then they succeed um and as of this coming out right now i am starting my uh my tweeting to the jamaican federation uh what should be a good hashtag to hashtag reggae girls or not dr jackson for reggae girls yeah <laughs> Are they the girls? We don't want we don't want to offend anyone. Are they, oh yeah. Okay, so let's do. I, let's do... Said, I thought she said reggae girls. Maybe reggae women doesn't seem right. She said reggae girls because the, it's the the reggae boys too. Yeah, it's like uh, Granada is the Spice Boys and uh, trademarked Spice Girls. Um, I think it. I, well, we, I think I, I think that may be too much. I think it's got to be Doctor Jackson for WWC. Like put her on the squad, put her in the yeah. World Cup. I mean, we we can start that. We can start that. All right, so that's going to be the hashtag, Doctor Dr. Jackson for WWC. And you've got to make sure to tag the Jamaican Federation, and I will get that tweet started. And then I want everyone to retweet it and then tweet it uh, themselves. Let's see. Let's if Soccer Chat can get somebody on a World Cup roster. <laughs> <laughs> that's the next level of our, our influence we, we know we made it at that point soccer chat nation stand up we're gonna we're gonna make this happen we've done some really cool things in the two years that we've done the show we've never gotten anybody on a world cup roster but we're gonna make this happen right now so starting right now make sure to hashtag soccer chat but also hashtag dr jackson for wwc and tag the Jamaica uh, Federation on there. I'll put out the first tweet, and I want everybody else to to do it. Um, and let's get, let's get Dr. Laura Jackson on the team. I I'm telling you, if it happens, like we're taking claim to it. Oh, or that's 100 percent what we're doing. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I I thought to myself this week um, that I wanted to before we we wrapped up and got out um, make a a, a crazy slash stupid uh proclamation and announcement that i think uh you might be intrigued by i i'm excited about this i have no idea what it is uh that's what i do I like to keep it spontaneous so someone remind me how about this uh when, when you were in high school you were a senior you, you guys did the senior superlatives where somebody like wrote like what your feature was going to be yes what was yours i was going to be what was i going to be Honestly, I don't remember. It definitely wasn't a women's soccer coach, if we're being honest. Whoa. I'm trying to think of what your what your classmates would say you would oh, oh, most likely to is that recent? Well, like that, there's that, or it's like like our school did a newspaper in the newspaper, it was like so and so is gonna go on and like they just made predictions. Not like the most likely I mean you could like I know they do like most likely to be successful, most likely to be athletic and stuff like that, but like our support superlatives was just they came up with a prediction about your future. Oh, um, ours was not that at all. Okay. So like, were you named like most likely to something? I got, no, actually I wasn't. I got best smile. Really? Yeah. I would have thought like most athletic. No, there was a guy that was more athletic than me at our school. There's shocker. Probably a bunch. Shocker. No, there was a few. 
I got best model though. One of them. Okay. There was well, like five of us. <laughs> so mine was um I was gonna be the first uh US president to play Tony Hawk in a movie, which I don't know how that I could play awesome. Tony Hawk. Dude, he tweets phenomenally, by the way. Yes, I liked his one uh, a couple weeks ago of uh they called everybody onto the airplane but him. And he walked up, he's like, I my name wasn't called, and the guy was like, What's your name? He's like, Tony Hawk. And he was like, What? And showed him his license. And he was like, I thought it was a fake, I thought it was just a joke that somebody was the pro skater Tony Hawk, so I didn't even call the name out. Um <laughs> I love it. But uh, you know, I, I was I've over the years, like I, I thought about stuff and um I realized that um a few years back someone started a Soderling 2020 hashtag. And I kind of like made a joke of it and like made some graphics and whatnot. And I had somebody the other day, uh, somebody I went to high school with was like, Hey man, are you still running for president when you can? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I am. And they responded back. I'm writing you in man. And I was like, really? Like, yeah. I'm like, okay. Okay. So then like a couple weeks later, I, I ran into somebody else. Hey man, I remember we said you was going to be president one day. You still going to do that? Yeah. Somebody told me the other day they're going to vote for me. I'm writing you in. So right now on soccer chat, if you are going, if we, we don't get political on here, but we're saying right now, if you are trying to cast your ballot out in 2020 and you don't know what you're going to do, go into that write-in spot and write Sean Soderling. Dude, and me and my VP, Nick Rizzo. Like a thousand votes for him. That would be a big day. Oh my gosh. If I even just get one. And if you can, if there's some way, cause I know you're supposed to like take your phone with you when you do it, or you're not supposed to like have your phone out. But if anyone who's listening is still, if you write me in, uh, on, on your ballot, I like screenshot it, send it to me. I will tweet it out. Like, I want to see how many of those I can actually get. Dude. Like if we could get, so, if we could get, Laura on the World Cup team and get my name on presidential ballots. I that I might retire and just call it a call it a life at that point. That would be just an incredible week. Well, this is episode 93. We're almost to 100. We've got a really awesome guest lined up for you for episode 100. Um next week's show, we're going to give you details um here coming up in about uh, let's see today, oh, it's May. Um, so here coming up in about a month and a few days, um, soccer chat is actually going to come out on my birthday. And the only birthday thing that I want to do is I want to invite all of you to my birthday party. And there's a way that we can do it, but you've got to make sure to tune in next week as I'm going to give you the details on how you can be a part of my birthday party. And we're going to put that as an episode of soccer chat out. Uh, right before the hundredth episode. So the, the 99th episode will be the birthday party. Uh, bring your hats and whatever else you want to do. Uh, but that will give you all the details for that next week. Um, I, I want to celebrate my birthday with soccer chat. So there we go. Perfect. Will you be there, Nick? I always will. Oh, and shout out to your mom for, uh, uh, posting that she wanted to watch my daughter play soccer like she wanted to come down and watch her um my, my mom is she if she is the biggest fan of people i know ever like she 
She will go watch like someone play a random pickup basketball game if that person's important. Yo, I want to play. Ba- I'm gonna go play a pickup basketball game. I want your mom <laughs> to show up. <laughs> she would, I have to have that happen. I have she, to have that happen. She would love to come watch Little Quinn. Oh my gosh, it would it would make her heart melt. Big Quinn with seven goals last Saturday big, and uh, got to. Uh, she went to her academy practice on Wednesday, and right beforehand, the uh, six and seven year old coach came over and was like, "Hey." She's coming with me tonight. And at first I was like, am I supposed, is that supposed to be acceptable? Like I'm supposed to be against, like, I'm not that I'm against kids playing up. I was just like, Oh, like, I don't know. I don't know. And then Quinn was like, can I, I was like, I guess. And she did. And she loved it. And the coach said she did awesome. And I was just like, all right, like, there you go. Keep doing it. But Oh, well, that uh, we'll save that for another uh, another chat uh, about Quinn, because I will just give you guys the weekly report on her every week. But you can join the conversation and chat with Nick and I every single week, every single day, not just on Wednesday nights at 930 p.m. Eastern time. Oh, no, 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 no. By following the hashtag soccer chat, you can tweet Nick and I anytime you want, and we will gladly return your replies. Nick, if somebody is waiting to get a hold of you via Twitter, how can they do so? At Coach and Rizzo. What about you, brother? And mine is at Coach Soderling. You know, I had somebody ask me today how they could contact us on Twitter and they said, you know, what's Nick's Twitter? And I set it off within half a second. Yeah. And they were like, wow, you really do know his. And I said, well, it's because for about seven weeks, I had to know what his was. Yes, because I did not. <laughs> but like we said, join the conversation every single Wednesday night, 930 p.m. Eastern time. Just follow the hashtag soccer chat. This show comes out every single week for free. That's right, for free. You can go back in the archives, listen to the very first episode from almost two years ago and tell us what you think make sure to leave a nice five-star rating and review put in your uh your twitter handle so that way nick and i can get a hold of you uh just like uh, harry reiner said uh really enjoying the soccer chat podcast highly recommend no matter what level coach a big shout out to uh to uh the the, the reiner brothers the brothers reiner um man what a cool week we've had so far we had uh, Dr. Laura Jackson. We're going to make her on the World Cup team. We're going to get her on the. We're going to make her the World Cup team. We're going to get her on the World Cup team, and uh, we're almost at episode 100. Who would have thought? He's Nick. I'm Sean. And the best part about all of this is that we get to do it again next week. He's Nick. I'm Sean. Nick, we'll catch you later, brother. Catch you later. All right, so Laura, what do you want your entrance song to be? You get it. You get an entrance. Oh, my song. entrance song. It's like you're a, uh, you're a boxer. They they box a lot in England, so you know this. They come out. I don't know. It's gonna be like I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go like real soccer coach and like it's gonna be like the Champions League song. <laughs> I was I love that. I we've been yeah. 92 episodes and no one has ever picked that song. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe we've Thank made it God. this far. That is gonna be incredible. Well, I am. I'm just gonna throw this out there. I'm a massive Tottenham fan. We all know where Tottenham are in the Champions League, so you know, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good about that song. I don't know. Ajax is looking pretty good, Laura. 
Well, just just don't what, even just don't you even got, go got there. Like three points from your last three Premier League games. What are you guys doing over there? It doesn't even matter. Like we just come out and play when we need to, and <laughs> we have sun. And I mean, everybody else is injured. I know, but improvisation. Like that's what we're about. Yeah, I just I like I'm like I would love an all England final, so I'm I'm all for it. Well, I'm not sure about that. I'll go with Tottenham, Barcelona. That'd be fine. I'm I'm a Liverpool fan, so um, you yeah, probably know this from following me on Twitter. I, I, I do know, yeah. <laughs>